0: so good to see you here in the second service and uh, all I can tell you is God is faithful and God is present and God is doing great things everywhere we go we're seeing him do great things whether in Portland Oregon or we were in Fort Bragg California or whether we were in Bakersfield LA San Francisco it God is faithful God is God is doing a work And that leads me into the message this morning as I was praying about this and the Lord was giving me download and he says, prepare my people, prepare my people. He's preparing us. So I don't know if this is a series, I just say it's preparation and however long it goes, we'll just let the Lord determine that, but he's preparing us for some greater days ahead. And He wants us to be aware and to be positioned properly. And that's what we're going to be looking at this morning as we've entitled this From Glory to Glory. From Glory to Glory. 2 Corinthians 3, 18, the latter part of that verse says, From glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Uh, So I just uh, want to prepare you this morning. It's not going to be a three-point sermon uh, that we just get right three points and go home, uh, it's going to be more of a conversation of, of, I believe, the Spirit of God as I'm making myself a, a willing vessel and available instrument of righteousness that God can prepare Christian embassy, can pre- prepare us for what is yet to come in the near future for us. In Mark chapter 8, beginning at verse 34, we're coming at the end of Jesus' ministry here on earth, and Jesus has just asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? You know that familiar part of the text where they're saying, well, you're Elijah, you're Moses, you're and so forth, and John the Baptist, and so forth. And He said, well, who do you say that I am? And you remember, who was it? It was... Peter, that said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And then Jesus says, Upon this revelation of the Christos, that I am the Christ, the anointing, the, the glory of God that I brought here to this earth. He said, Upon that I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, how many of you know you and I are that church? We are the church that Jesus said He would be building upon the foundation of His anointing, upon the foundation of the Christ, and uh, that you and I will be a glorious church. For He says He's returning for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. So we know that Jesus is making us and doing in us and working through us, his glory to be manifested here on earth, as Hosea said, or Habakkuk said, that the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. So you and I are a part of the glory of God. So we need to be awakened to that. We need to be positioned for that because God wants His glory on you, in you, through you, around you, before you, behind you, above you, beneath you. He wants your life to be marked by His glory. Now what does that mean? Well, I pray before we leave here this morning we'll have a somewhat of a better understanding of that so that we can position ourselves. But coming on this subject matter, Jesus is now talking in verse 34. And he had called his disciples, uh, called the people to himself with his disciples. And he says to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So Jesus is saying, I'm going to build the church. It's a glorious church. The gates of hell will not prevail against this church. It's going to be a powerful force on earth. We are that powerful force. And as he says this, now he follows it up and says, this is how the glory is going to accomplish this. He says, you must come after me if you desire to come after me, come after my glory, come after being my church. He says, you've got to deny yourself you got to deny yourself because there's only room for His glory. God is not going to share His glory because none of us in ourselves can uh, rightfully put forth any glory on our own. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So any glory that we can be a part of has to be the glory of the Lord. Has to be the glory of God. And God... Through Jesus Christ, as he says here, if you desire to come after me, if you desire to carry my glory, if you desire to be a conduit of heaven on earth, he says you've got to deny yourself. And you deny yourself and then you take up your cross. In other words, not only deny yourself, you have to die to yourself. So I'm not just uh, 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 suspending or putting back uh, uh, my desire. I'm actually dying to myself. To say, it's not I who live, but Christ in me. For me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain, as the Apostle Paul would tell us. So, So in order for us to be positioned for the glory of God... To build this magnificent church of God that you and I can be a part of. A glorious church that is without spot or wrinkle. A glorious church that is ushering in heaven on earth. We have to deny ourselves. We have to take up our cross. And then we have to follow Him. Follow His example and follow after His word. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation... Of Him the Son of Man will also be ashamed when He comes in the glory, when He comes in the glory of His Father with the holy angels. And He said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that there are some standing here who will not taste death till they see the kingdom of God present with power. He says, I'm telling you this, I'm going to prophesy. He says, I'm telling you I'm going to build a church. It's going to be a glorious church. I have a plan. It's going to be a church without spot or wrinkle. It's a church that is filled with power. It's going to be a church that's going to transform the world. It's going to be a church that's going to be ambassadors of heaven that is on doing the government work of heaven here on earth, ushering in the kingdom of God and the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. And he says, and I say this, and to back it up, let me tell you what. Before, he says right here, before some of you here, before me right now, before you die, you're going to see the kingdom of God present with power. I'm going to give you a glimpse. I'm going to open the window and let you look and see for yourself what is coming. Then he goes on, he says about six days, uh, now after six days Jesus took Peter, James, and John and he led them up on a mountain apart by themselves and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining exceedingly white like snow such as no laundry on earth can whiten them. And Elijah appeared with them and there was Moses and they were talking with Jesus. Heaven's communicating with earth right there before them. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, because he did not know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. And a cloud came and overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. And suddenly when the, they had looked around, they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus by himself. Now, as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded that they should tell no one the things that they had seen until the Son of Man had been risen from the dead. So they kept this word to themselves, questioning, what is the rising from the dead mean? Wow. Now, this is an amazing story that took place on the Mount of Transfiguration. Here Jesus announces to His disciples that there are many who would not taste death until they saw the kingdom come with power. And then the six days after announcing that, then you see there's James and Peter and John on the mountain getting a first-hand glimpse of the transfiguration. Now this word transfigured or transfiguration is a very important word, not only for the biblical study's sake, but for us here currently today. Why is that? Because it is the same exact word we find in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, where the Apostle Paul, by the leading of the Spirit of God, tells us that we are not to be conformed to the world. That word conformed means to be pressed into the mold held by the limitations of the world. That we are not to be living a life where we're bound, where we're held, where we're tied down, where we're limited with the world's limitations. To be pressed in and held back to this world's standard. He says, but we are to be transformed. It's the same thing Jesus went through on the mountain with Peter, James, and John, giving them a glimpse into what was coming when He was going to build His church, a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, a church that was built on the anointing of God. It's the word metamorpho that is in the Greek for this and it's translated transfigured or transfiguration or metamorphosis in the English which would be like the caterpillar going into cocoon, yielding himself, dying to himself, giving up, giving up all the crawling limitations that he had had his whole life and saying, there's a DNA in me that's calling me. There's something of the creative order that says there's more. There's a higher life. There's a more beautiful life. There's a more glorious life for me to live. I don't understand it. I don't know how to do anything but to come into the tomb. Like Lazarus went into the tomb. But on the other side of the tomb, there was a voice that would be calling you and saying, it is not your time is not up yet. You're going to to move the stone, roll the stone away, and take the grave clothes off of Lazarus. He's got more life. He's got more glory of heaven to be manifested through His life. And in the same way, when we deny ourselves, and we take up our cross, and we place ourselves, find ourselves in Christ, that's something that God has created in each and every one of us, that no matter who raised us or where we were raised in our DNA there is an innate desire an innate uh, uh, know that we are here for more that the picture is bigger than what we see with our eyes and and that we know that there has to be a higher level there has to be more and God says come to me come to me die to yourself, take up your cross deny yourself and, and bury yourself in Christ so that you can come forth with the same resurrection He had into the fullness of that which He has for you. So God is preparing us so that we can position ourselves for more glory. There's a transformation that is yet to take place. That it is in process, I say even now. And I believe that, that there's no coincidence that, that our church coming on its 25 year anniversary and, and the completing of assignments that God has given us. And He's saying, this is not the end. This is just a small part of, of a whole future of that which I've called you into. And every family and every individual and every one of you carrying spiritual gifts, whether you've identified them or not, that you have spiritual DNA, that God has called you for more, that there is glory that God wants in you, on you, and working through you. So that we can come forth through this transformation, uh, through this metamorphosis uh, into a, a, a more beautiful creation of God. That your family has a, a more beautiful creative order that you and your callings and your giftings and your anointings and why you have been positioned here on earth is, is another level. There's a higher level. But you can't get there in your strength. And you can't get there in your wisdom. But God says, I'll build my church. I'll build you up. I'll take you to the next level. We've got to get in our spirit and in our mind ready for the glory. Hallelujah. I believe God is helping us because more than likely, most of you like myself live tremendously under the influence of the Old Testament. Its anointings and its practices and its theologies. And while we do not want to discard any of that, for that is all foundational layers of bringing us to this place, we have to be transformed to New Testament truth. There has to be a metamorphosis here. In Luke 16 and 16, Jesus says, the law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been proclaimed and everyone is pressing into it. So I need you to follow with me this morning. Yes, yesterday's anointings is like yesterday's manna. And if you want to go back to it, it will be somewhat spoiled as it was. For God did not wanting them to store the manna and not see His hand of provision every day. The same is with the anointing. God wants us going forward and higher. So we have to make a shift. I believe I'm prophetically preaching that God is preparing us for a shift that is going to come on this house of worship, a shift that is going to come on you and your house as you worship in your home, that we're going to be transformed, that we're going to be transfigured by the renewing of our mind. God is giving us insight as He gave Peter, James, and John insight to say, here, I want you to see He's given me glimpses of where we are going. And as we focus on Him, this is going to be easy. The caterpillar's hardest job was climbing up the tree to get in the cocoon. And when he was in the cocoon, there God did His work of the transformation in that little critter's life for it then to come out in the way that it has. There has to be a shift. God is showing me that in these last days... His church that He's coming back for. A glorious church, He calls it. A church without spot or wrinkle. A church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. There may be, there may be earthly churches. There may be formal, formal churches. There may be religious churches. There may be denominational churches. There may be man-made churches that are closing their doors. But the church of Jesus Christ is going forward. It will not close its doors. Its greatest day is yet ahead in the wrap-up of what God has planned for this world world, uh, and in the last day, there's going to be the greatest outpouring of the Spirit of God and revival that has ever been recorded uh, in the history of mankind, uh, and it will be by the glory of God in and through His church, which is you and me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. So we have to own up to, and we have to embrace this concept of God's glory. When I started this church 25 years ago, I remember when I was here, the Lord gave me a vision, and then that vision, and I've shared this many times, but I must continue to share it because God meant for me to never forget it and us to never forget it. And there was this beautiful vase and it was so intricate and covered in silver and it had like grapes and all kind of beautiful leaves and all kind of decorations all carved in this beautiful vase. And it was sitting there on a pedestal and when I saw it I just ran up to it and picked it up and studied it from all angles enjoying uh, the beauty of all its intricacies and and, uh, sat it down and stepped back and there were ten black spots that ruined the view of it. And it was where my fingers had touched it. And I said, Lord, what is this? And he says, I'm building my church. And my glory is not to be tampered with. I want you to keep your fingerprints off my glory. So I stood there and I had to embrace the fact that you've sent me here on assignment. To usher in your glory and build your church, but to do it without my fingerprints on it. So it sounds like I must deny myself, my fingerprints, I must take up my cross, die to me building my kingdom, and I've got to find myself in Christ and say, for Christ, for me to live is Christ, I've got to do what He wants, I've got to listen to what He says, and the Spirit of God has to be a part of building this church, so that the glory of heaven can invade this earth. See, God is not going to invade this earth with an invasion of of, of military might from heaven. What He's going to invade this earth with is His glory. His glory, let me tell you. And His glory, let me tell you what, will attract the presence of God into this earth until the glory of the Lord covers this earth as the waters cover the sea. Habakkuk 2 and 14, He says. That's a prophetic word that will come to pass. The glory of the Lord will cover the earth. Some people say, I give up on the earth. I give up on the governments of this world. I give up on the people of this world. And God says, Well, your limited thinking and your limited mindset, I understand why you give up. That's why I don't want you thinking the way you think. I want you to think the way I think. You need to be transfigured. You need to have a metamorphosis by the renewing of your mind so that you can hear my mind and see my mind and see my vision and see my will. I'm not giving up on this earth. I don't lose a battle. I didn't create this earth for the devil. I'm going to take it back by covering it with my glory. And the way I'm going to cover it with my glory is by my church, which is a glorious church, which is going to be made up of glorious people who are carrying and ushering in the glory of God. Hallelujah. This is the purpose and the intention of God to have this whole earth filled with His glory. Hallelujah. And the good news is is that you and I, we're the agents of His glory. Let me just inform you, you were born for this role. You were born, Caterpillar was born to be the butterfly. That was just a process he had to go through, and she had to go through. We've been going through process. Okay, but let me tell you what, God is saying it's time for next level. There's time, he says there's been a positioning, there's been, a, there's been a, a, a faith, a foundation, and an understanding of not putting your fingerprints on it. He says now is a time for promotion. Hallelujah. The Scripture says that all have sinned and what? Fallen short of what? The glory of God. And Jesus says, I'm not going to leave them at this state." They fell short. This is my destiny. This is their destiny. This was their creative order was to walk in the glory and carry the glory. But they fell short of it through what the first Adam did. So the last Adam said, I'm stepping in and I'm going to restore and I'm going to bring forth the power of heaven to earth so that they can be restored to do what they were created to do. And that is usher in the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the glory of God means a lot of things, but one thing I want to focus on this morning is it means the manifest of the presence of Jesus. That when we usher in the glory, we usher in not the knowledge of Jesus alone, not the concept of Jesus alone, but we usher in the manifest presence of Jesus. We need Jesus' presence to fill this house. We need the presence of the Lord, the resurrected Lord, the healing Jesus, the delivering Jesus, the saving Jesus to fill this house and fill our lives and fill our homes. Hallelujah. So here on the Mount of Transfiguration, the glory of the Father comes upon Jesus and He is transfigured before them. And now his clothes are shining and he begins to radiate and Moses and Elijah show up and there is conversation with the prophet and conversation with the law you would say as they represent of heaven on earth and, and Peter gets nervous. He doesn't know what to do when he's in the glory. He gets nervous so he starts talking. <laughs> you ever met somebody when they get nervous they talk too much? <laughs> You're like, you'd be better off just saying nothing. Just, but here he's talking, and he presents a building project. We're going to build three, three tabernacles here. Now, to be completely honest with you today, when in the glory, unless your heart is beating with the temple of heaven, the glory is going to make you nervous. I'm just giving you fair warning. Record it. Send it out in the airwaves. I need this to back it up because the next level of what God is bringing to us and in us and through us, if your heart is not beating with the temple of heaven, it's going to make you nervous. Now I'm sharing that with you so that we can get in sync with what God is saying and what God is doing, and rather than be nervous and talk a lot and say stupid stuff, we're going to accept and we're going to just we're going to take out our surfboards and we're going to ride the wave of the glory rather than be knocked over by the wave of the glory. We're going to prepare ourselves. Come on now. When you get nervous in the presence of the glory of God... Our flesh wants to look for religious outlets. Okay? You'll look for spiritual activity to relieve the pressure that the glory puts on you because the glory is going to put pressure on you. There was something pushing, pushing that caterpillar, now butterfly, out of the cocoon. It could not remain, could not stay in there. There was a pressure. There was something that said, you got to get out of here. It had never had wings before and it had never flown before and it never experienced what was ahead of him but there was something in the DNA that says you got to go forward. you got to go forward. The glory of God is going to put pressure on us and help purport, uh, p- position us and propel us into the next level God has for us. Hallelujah. I say yes, Lord. I'm ready for the pressure. I'm ready. Because when glory comes, it's the vibration of heaven. I mean, it's something so much grander than what we're living in. It's so much bigger than the limitations of that which we've been crawling in. And and, and the Lord looks to adjust us. He has to transform us so that we can flow in that heavenly flow. When you mirror what is happening there there invades here. So we've got to get our eyes on the glory. And as we see the glory of God, and as Jesus says, you look in a mirror, and that which you're looking into, you, you're transformed into the image of that. So as we look at the glory of God, and we look at His presence and His power and His beauty and His holiness and all that He is, you and I become transformed by that which we look into and that which we look into now we bring to where we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we have to get our eyes off of our caterpillar life to this point. We have to get our eyes off of the points of, what would I say? Things that have been holding you back. Things that have been disappointing you. Anybody in here got any disappointments? I guarantee we all do. Limitations that you've been held back, pressed down, turned away, rejected. God says, you can't go into the next level thinking from this level. That's why he took Peter, James, and John. He says, I'm prophesying. I'm telling you what's coming. And just to let you glimpse, you got a glimpse so you can see. This is something you've never seen before. You've never seen Elijah and Moses come down from heaven and talk to me with the glow and the glory and the, and the clouds and the voice of my Father. This is a whole new level for you. But I'm, and don't go and tell everybody until I've been ascended on high because what they need is the Holy Spirit in order to move into this level. And I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. That's why it behooves you. It benefits you for me to go to the Father because if I go to the Father, I'm going to send the Paracletos. I'm going to send the comforter. I'm going to send... That's what He calls Him, the Paracletos, which means para, come alongside kletos, that which was broken or that which was crooked. So He's coming alongside our brokenness. He's coming alongside our limitation. He's coming alongside our crookedness where we just couldn't get it right. And the power of God's going to straighten us up and empower us to move to that next level level of glory that we can usher in the heartbeat of heaven and bring forth the manifest of heaven on earth and transforming cities and transforming nations and transforming the world that is our assignment hallelujah praise God so he says the law and the prophets were until John I'm talking about John the Baptist because the law and the prophets had their place They were to raise the awareness in humanity of the severity of sin. That sin is not something that just dirties you and disqualifies you. Sin is the very plan of hell itself to distract us and keep us from covering this earth with the glory of the Lord. Our assignment. It is to keep us in caterpillar form. And the Old Testament was there to show us the severity of sin and the hopeless condition of mankind, that unless we had a Savior, unless we had an intervention from heaven, we were bound for hell. So the Old Testament, you might would say, is the tutor or the teacher or the mentor that leads someone by the hand to their only hope, which is Jesus Christ. That's why in order for the glory to be manifested through our lives and us be transformed we have to deny ourselves we have to take up our cross it's not my will it's thy will Jesus I'm here I see you're my only hope all the bulls and all the goats and all the lambs and all the doves and all of the world couldn't atone for what I'd done and what I was born in and how we had turned our back on you and our assignment to be ambassadors to usher in your glory but Jesus you came with sinless blood, spotless blood, uh, and you hung on a cross and took our course upon us so that the blessing might come upon us uh, that we might by your spirit fulfill our assignment. Hallelujah. I say to you today, get ready. Get ready. I say to you tomorrow, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Come on now. I say to you on Tuesday, get ready. Things are not going to remain the same. He came to Lazarus and he says, Why are y'all crying? Stop this. Lazarus, come forth. There's glory. Where the glory comes upon a tomb, that which is in the tomb has to come back and fulfill its purpose. Some of us have been living in the tombs. Some of us have been like the man of a Gadara and we've had chains and we've had shortcomings and we've had fallouts and we've had breakage and we've had setbacks and we've had heartache and we've been living in the tombs. And some of us are like Lazarus and they've wrapped us up and already said, you're done, nothing else is coming out of you. And some have had stones set before us and boulders set before us, saying, You're not going anywhere. But let me tell you what, the God of all glory, who said, I'm building my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail, has moved into our neighborhood. And he is saying, the stones of opposition move them back. The grave clothes that are holding them back, take off the rags, take off the ropes, take off the chains, take off. You still got life to live. There's a purpose and a plan and a destiny in you that has not been fulfilled. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's a glory of God to be manifested through you. There is a resurrection power of God that is to manifest through you. There is a healing virtue that is to flow through you. There is an anointing that's going to lift the burden and destroy the yoke that's going to flow through you. You're on assignment, son. You're on assignment, daughter. And the Spirit of God is going to do this thing to everyone who will say, God, I deny myself. God, I take up my cross. God, I find myself in you, Jesus. You build your church and you use me as a part of your glorious church to usher in your glory. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm talking about absolute transformation of life. Father, I pray over this house as we position ourselves. Lord, we have a doctor in this house that has studied in in taking that body that is out of order and helping put it back in alignment so that everything it was created to do, it can do without pain and without limitation. I pray that the hands of the great physician of heaven would come upon this house. I ask You, Father, come upon Christian embassy and begin to move, begin to make adjustments, begin to, to bring about order in such a way that we are prepared uh, to move into this next level to move into our divine destiny to be a part of your glorious church Lord God Uh, and as you do that take us each in as an individual Lord uh, as we deny ourselves as we take up our cross as we find our faith and our hope and our trust in the Lordship of you Jesus Christ Uh, fill us with your spirit God I pray right now God uh, uh, fill us with your spirit Lord like never before Lord remove all obstacles, remove all quenching of your spirit, remove all grieving of your spirit as we welcome you Holy Spirit Lord to call us up out of our tomb, to call us up out of our opposition, to call us up out of our hindrances, to call us up out of our setbacks so that we can stand forefront and say here am I Lord God, send me here am I Lord God, use me here am I Lord God, let your glory flow, let your glory flow from heaven to earth in and through my life transform us God transform us God because transform people transform homes, and transform people transform neighborhoods and transform people transform cities and transform people transform nations hallelujah Lord I know you're longing for the cities and the nations to be gathered into the kingdom where they're not just limited to for us just to pray for the sick every now and then and preach a good sermon every now and then, but for us to carry your glory in such a way that there will be a glow about us that will actually transform the culture that we live in, Lord God. Lord, as you were transformed there with that transfiguration and you glowed and there was conversation of heaven, Lord God, let there be a conversation with heaven like we've never had before our prayer life to the next level, I pray, Lord God. Uh, Lord, let us respect your glory like we've never respected it before, Lord God. Lord, let there be a manifest of your presence, King Jesus, every day, not just every now and then, but every day in our homes and in our lives, uh, Lord God, that we can say "This this is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, you would be in every believer. Lord, every person under the sound of my voice would say, Father God, give me your Holy Spirit. Father God, I ask you for the gift of of the fullness of your Spirit. And Holy Spirit, you would flow in, Lord God. You would flow in to overflow in and through each and every one of us this day. And I just feel, God, you would have me prophesy. I prophesy there's a new kind of leader that God is raising up in the body of Christ. I prophesy God is raising up leaders there's leadership quality there's leadership anointing and there's leadership power in you and God is calling it for and some of you are unknown and some of you are not recognized but there's a recognition coming in the days ahead and as that recognition comes don't touch his glory keep your fingerprint off and say may God be glorified in and through my life hallelujah Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus, uh, prophetically speaking, Lord, that every person under the sound of my voice uh, would rise to to know how to function uh, in their personal life in the glory, how to function in your glory in their home, uh, how to function in their glory in their business, uh, how to function in the glory in their school, uh, how to function in the glory in the marketplace. Lord God, uh, Lord, that we would uh, be such an attractant uh, that we would be uh, identified by others who. Who are wandering and, and lost and they say wait a minute here's someone who knows the way they know the truth and they know the life and Lord God that they would navigate into our presence as we would lead them into your presence Lord God thy kingdom come thy will be time hallelujah Lord I know the services ahead I don't know exactly what you're going to do but I think you're giving us a glimpse Lord God when the glory starts to fill this room, Lord. Some will see it with their eyes. Some are feelers, Lord. And they're going to feel it. Others work a lot with revelation. And in their mind, God's going to show you things mentally. But I'm telling you what, Lord God, however the glory manifests, however you want to bring forth your divine presence, help us to have the heartbeat in tempo with heaven. Lord God, that we would constantly say, not my will, but thy will denying ourselves denying ourselves and saying god have your way thank you lord i hear the spirit of the lord saying we're going to have times where the manifest glory of god will be so strong that just in his presence folks are going to be healed and delivered and set free words not even spoken Because the stronger his heavenly presence becomes, the more this earthly reality adjusts to become like heaven. And things that don't exist there won't exist here. I hear the Lord saying we can pray for a cancer-free zone. We can pray for a poverty-free zone. We can pray for a fear-free zone. Why? Because cancer doesn't exist in heaven. Poverty doesn't exist in heaven fear doesn't exist in heaven. So the Lord is looking for people who will steward the responsibility here on earth. I believe the Spirit of God is calling out today. He's calling out today and He's saying, who will steward? Who will give of your life? Who will deny yourself? Who will take up your cross? Who will find yourself surrendered and, and totally yielded to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and will say, God, use me to steward your glory. Use me, Lord God. I I know the responsibility. I feel it. I know it's in me. Lord, I'm stepping it up to where every place the sole of my feet shall tread that house that you own, that, that rental that you occupy. As long as you are in charge of it, you through your position of authority can usher in the glory of God. The glory should emanate from that place. I say this church property that we have come together and we have dedicated to the glory of the Lord. That we will see where the manifest presence of King Jesus actually comes and settles and rests on this property. Not a visitation but a habitation where people who actually drive on the property and walk in the building and they encounter God. If they're bound in sin, they fall on their knees and they begin crying out to a God, a Savior, to deliver them. And if they're bound with disease, uh, they will reach up into the heavens and take the healing virtue that was afforded to them through the stripes of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, we're already seeing this in measure, but You're saying it's going to increase. Hallelujah. You're saying it's going to increase. And before this thing is over, I hear you saying it's going to increase dramatically. But not just in houses of worship, I hear you say. But I hear the Lord saying, in your house. In your house. The desk that you work at. The warehouse that you work in. The car, the bus, the plane you drive or you fly. Hallelujah. It's your countenance, I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying. Your person that He emanates from. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body is. So we actually become people who so value His presence that we would do nothing to grieve. We would do nothing to quench the Holy Spirit who is perfect in every way. He gives us the privilege to usher Him into any room that we walk into. Hallelujah. So if I choose to walk into a home and bless that home, He he chooses to go with me. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, it's God's hope of glory filling the earth. And the key is Christ in you. Yes, Lord. Let me close with this. Second Corinthians 3 16 and following. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, we're at that position right now. Whether we turn to him, turn to what he's saying, turn to his word. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. So if you want to be able to see His glory, you want to be able to see this prophetic word come to pass in your life, you got to turn to Him. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. The change, the cocoon, the bondages, the limitations are gone. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror. See, when we look in the mirror, a mirror, the glory of the Lord. So when we turn and we start looking in the mirror of the glory of the Lord, what happens? He says, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That word transformed is metamorphosed. The same word, the same transfiguration Jesus had on the mountain. The same transfiguration that Paul says we must do in order to not be conformed to this world, but to be transformed metamorphed metamorphosed by the renewing of our mind. As we look at the mirror, behold the mirror of the glory of the Lord. We're going to take the Word in these days following and we're going to look at it as the mirror of the glory of the Lord. We're going to look at the glory of the Lord. And as we look at the Word and see in this the mirror of the glory of the Lord, what's going to happen? It's going to transform us. It's going to bring us up out of our cocoon. It's going to cause our wings to spread. It's going to cause the beauty of the color of the transformation of the metamorphosis take place. And we're going to rise up to be who God has fully created us to be. And that same image from glory to glory. And it's going to be accomplished by the Spirit of the Lord. So I close in giving you three punches. I want to punch you in the gut. So that you'll exhale that old earth-bound oxygen. (sighs) And take a full breath of the air of heaven. And rise up and go into this week in your supernatural divine purpose that God has for you. One, you got to deny yourself. I can't do that for you. My feelings are hurt. Somebody denied themselves. Their feelings are hurt. You got to take up your cross. You got to die. Well, I just can't. I just can't let that go. A dead person lets everything go. Do you want to be bound and crawling on your belly like the caterpillar for the rest of your life? Or are you ready to soar like an eagle? And who God has created you to be? Yes, that's part of the process but it's time for transformation so we look in the mirror of the glory of the Lord and as we look at His glory and we say glory, glory oh let the glory of God come and invade this earth, invade my life Lord you need a conduit you need a conduit you were going to build a church that the gates of hell can't shut down the gates of hell can't stop because you needed a conduit To get your glory to cover the earth as the water covers the sea. I want to be a part of that. I deny myself. It's not about me. It's about you. And I die. I take up my cross. I am not living for me. For me to live is Christ. And for me to die is gain. I'm yours. You created me. You gave me purpose. You've given me destiny. And you're going to use me the rest of my life. I'm dead to me. I'm alive to you. And then the third punch in the gut. Let go of that religious Holy Ghost. Let go of that Holy Ghost that you control. That spiritual Holy Spirit that you pull the reins on. You use Him like a stallion. You use Him like a a, a mighty horse pulling your chariot to go where you want Him to go. I'm telling you what, it's time that we get in the river. And it's time we let the Spirit of God take us where He wants us to go. It's time for us to yield ourselves to the Spirit of God where the Spirit of God can do and create and move and minister and heal and deliver and set free and save and do what He wants to do when He wants to do it through the temple that He dwells in, which is us. Deny yourself. Die. Take up your cross. And find yourself in Christ, full of His Spirit. Will you do that? If you will. Let me tell you what, Where God's taken us. I can't. I'm, you know, he'll give us glimpses. And then. Whew, you're going to see the full manifest. You say. Oh is it going to be a mighty revival? I don't think the word revival. I think the word revival will, will. Will actually limit. What God is really wanting to do. So I'm not labeling it. Unless he says put a label on it. So we're going to usher in the glory. Lord, you're speaking to us by your Spirit. And you're telling us we need to deny ourselves. Lord, whether they run to this altar and have their conversation with you around this altar or at their seat, Lord God, I'm not here to dictate, but I know we need to have this conversation. Lord, it's been too much about us and too little about you. Lord, we hear your call. A clarion call from heaven to rise up, saints of God. Rise up, sons and daughters of God. Rise up, ambassadors of heaven. Find your position. So we deny ourselves, Lord. Forgive us. Just ask Him. He'll forgive you. He's faithful and just to forgive you if you repent. God, forgive me forgive me Lord Lord I lost sight of the goal just tell him Lord when did it all become about me when Satan stepped in and got Adam and Eve to think it was about them it's when they fell from your glory Lord I deny myself I lay that stuff behind me I change my mind turn to you I take up my cross I'm not living for me I'm living for the purpose that you had me here for I'm living to fulfill the glorious design that you my creator had designed for me hide myself in you Jesus because there's no salvation outside of you there's no righteousness outside of you there's no total deliverance outside of you there's no total freedom outside of you there is no forgiveness of sins outside of you Jesus 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 you're my Lord and my Savior now to accomplish what you've called me to do which is a divine supernatural assignment I need supernatural assistance So, Holy Spirit, I open my heart, I open my mind, I open my body, I open my life. Come into me, Holy Spirit. Come dwell. Find your habitation in me as a temple of righteousness to be used for your glory. Father God, I ask you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just ask you. Father, I ask you for the gift of the Holy Spirit fill me empower me and use me for the advancement of your kingdom for your glory and for your honor as we pray in Jesus name amen amen hallelujah